Anyway, it's great to be here this morning. It's wonderful to be in church, and it's also wonderful to, to be with you in Zoom. And we look forward just to share what God has uh, to say to us this morning. And uh, I've had quite a difficult week because I've really been praying to God about what to speak about. And I was, I was going to speak about it's not what you know, it's who you know. And then I was going to speak about being beside God and him being beside us and being beside each other and important in unity. And uh, the Holy Spirit, you know, just took me in another direction. I was going to speak about God being with us in the storm and ended up uh, really coming before the Lord. And I want to share this morning about Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego. And it's a very well uh, known story. It's in Daniel 3. And if you've got a Bible, it would be good if you could turn with me to Daniel 3. Just a wee quick comment about uh, Graham's uh, comment on Ephesians this morning. When I was just sitting at the back, uh, I, just, uh, I just recalled how that scripture in Ephesians has been a great help to me, particularly in my times of difficulty regarding my depression. And... Uh, the, I think the, the scripture, I think it's maybe Ephesians 2 verse 6. I'm sure somebody will just uh, tell me it's not, if it is not. And uh, it says, we are now seated with him in the heavenly realms. We are now seated with him in the heavenly realms. And uh, it doesn't, that's not future tense. We are going to be seated with him. Of course we are. But it actually says we are now seated with him in the heavenly realms. So we can take ourselves out of our situation, realizing that we're seated with him. What a thought. That's how the Apostle Paul, when he was in prison, uh, he was able to write these uh, wonderful to, to different churches and was able to, to say in prison, uh, I am thankful to be here in the midst of his circumstances. He thanked God for his circumstances. And sometimes it's, it's difficult to be in difficult circumstances and trials like Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego. But God is always with us in our circumstances. Why? Because we are now seated with him in the heavenly realms. If you could just turn with me to verse 14. Just a few verses. It's too long to read the whole chapter and I'll actually explain the chapter by giving a brief background, but if we could just share a few verses, uh, verse 14, I think probably through to 16. Uh, Nebuchadnezzar said to them, is it true, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, that you do not serve my gods or worship the image of gold I have set up? Now, when you hear the sound of the horn, the flute, the zither, the lyre, the harp, the pipe, the bagpipes, and all kinds of music. If you're ready to fall down and worship the image I made, very good. But if you do not worship it, you will, you will be thrown immediately into a blazing furnace. Then what God will be able to rescue you from my hand? Amen. And I'm sure God will bless to us that reading of his word. Just a wee title for what I'm going to say this morning. God is with us when we go through difficult times of trial in our lives. 
When it feels like we're going through the fire, he can be our strength. God can be our strength as we go through the fire. God can be our strength in difficult times. God can be our strength in crisis situations. He will be there for us. So today we're going to look at Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego in the fiery furnace. Nebuchadnezzar, a wee bit of background, Nebuchadnezzar had conquered uh, the people of God in Ju Judah, uh, around Jerusalem, and uh, in Israel. And he'd taken many of the young folk back to Babylon, to Babylonia. Now, if you can imagine uh, Jerusalem here, or Israel here, and Babylon here, so it'd be about a 700 miles, I think, trip. And the Babylonians came, they plucked young men and women from Israel and took them to Babylon, recognizing uh, that they wanted to take some smart young men and young women and to indoctrinate them into the Babylonian way of life. Now, Bab Babylon would be, if you can imagine the present day Iraq uh, and the capital Baghdad would be sitting here and Babylon would be about 50 miles, maybe just about southeast. I think I'm pretty, uh, I think I'm right there, about 50 miles southeast of present day Baghdad. And that's where Babylon would be. But uh, the Babylonians were determined to indoctrinate these young men into the Babylonian way of life. They had great positions. These three young men had great positions. They worked for the government and they were in very, very good, good uh, positions and thought, thought a lot off in high estate. And that wasn't easy for them because they had, in a sense, to, uh, to conform to the Babylonian way of life but they also knew that they needed to worship the true and living God. And Nebuchadnezzar made a golden image uh, 90 feet high. So if you imagine nine stories high in a tower block, 90 feet high and nine feet wide, and he made that of gold. And everybody had to bow down and worship to that. But Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they wouldn't bow down to it. And Nebuchadnezzar summoned the three men and he said, listen, I'm going to give you another chance. You've not bowed down. I'm going to give you another chance. When you hear all the musical instruments, when you hear the flute and the lyre and the bagpipes and the harp, when you hear the musical instruments playing, I'm going to ask you again, you need to bow down to my golden image. And they said, God is able to save us, but you're gold idol will never get our praises. And Nebuchadnezzar got really angry at this and he ordered the furnace to be heated seven times hotter than it actually needed to be and it actually was. And then they tied them up and they threw them into the furnace with the plan, obviously, of burning them to death. But then Nebuchadnezzar, after this was all done, he came back and he looked into the furnace and he says, didn't we tie three men and throw them into the fire? He saw Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego walking in the fire unharmed. They're in the middle of this furnace, seven times hotter than it should be. And they're walking about untied and unharmed. And Nebuchadnezzar saw a fourth person. 
And he said, didn't we tie three young men? But there's a fourth person in there. And Nebuchadnezzar fell on his face when he saw the fire didn't hurt them, didn't burn them, not a singe on them. And he accepted the true and living God. And he looked at the fourth person and he said, isn't this the son of God? Wonderful. So when, when they were in the crisis, when they were in the furnace, the Lord was in it with them. It's a big message for today. When you're, when you're going through the trials of life, God is in it with you. It's a big message for us. Because I'll tell you something. All of my life, there's been no bigger trial, I don't think, than this coronavirus. This pandemic. A worldwide pandemic. But God is in it with us. And every other trial you have to face. Because that's not the only one. So I just want to speak in four headings. And... Uh, I'll just, I'll just share a few scriptures as I go along, but I just want to share four headings with you. Now, when I say finally, that will be me at my last heading, but I have a few random comments to make after that, so I don't want you to breathe a sigh of relief and say, oh, thanks, that's great. Sandy said finally, but I've got a few comments, uh, random comments after that. Uh, I think that you probably do know that, that, that finally... Doesn't doesn't quite work with me often. That I know when I've when I sometimes I've said finally I've spoken for another half hour after that. Uh, so I will make a few comments after I said finally. But four headings. They were true to the living God. That's the first one. They placed themselves in God's hands. That's the second one. God was with them in their trials. That's the third one. And God showed his power to deliver them from harm. And he showed his love and compassion through them so that we would see his glory. So through their situation, he was able to show his love and compassion, which is for our learning today. So the beginning of the story sees these young men having a choice. Worship this idol and live. Or worship your living God and die. What a choice. What a choice. And my first point is that they were true to the living God. They were true to the living God. For the Babylonian people, worship idols was no big deal. They worshiped many gods. This was just one more. A huge one at that, nine stories high and nine feet wide. But for the Jews, it was strictly forbidden. We, we read in Exodus uh, 20 and 4 and 5, it says, You shall not make for yourself a carved image. You shall not bow, to, bow down to them or serve them. So they had a choice. They, they knew what they needed to do in serving the living God. They hadn't to bow down to any carved image, but they were under huge pressure because they knew if they didn't do it, they would die. The king, the king gathered all his officials together 
to fall down before it. But Shadrach and Meshach and Abednego didn't bow down. Everybody bowed down, but they didn't bow down. They made the right choice, even knowing the danger it posed to their lives. And sure enough, the report come back to the king. See, when you do something wrong, there's always a report goes back, isn't there? I've had tons of reports back about me. You know, all the things that I think that I've done wrong, you know. And you always hope, oh, I hope nothing gets reported back, you know. Hope I get away with it. Uh, there are certain Jews that you've appointed over the affairs of the province of Babylon. Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego. Do you know, dear king, that they didn't pay any attention to you? And they do not serve their gods or worship the golden image. Maybe the official saw it as a golden opportunity to get rid of them because they were three smart guys. I think that's probably the case. So the story goes on, if you want to read it, in Daniel 3 and 13. Nebuchadnezzar said to them, Is it true, O Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, that you do not serve my gods or worship the golden image that I have set up? Now, when you hear the sound of the horn, pipe, and lyre, and bagpipe, fall down and worship the image I have made. But if you don't worship it, you'll immediately be cast in this furnace, as we, we saw earlier on. And who's your God that's going to deliver you from my hand? He thought he was untouchable. He thought he was untouchable. I, I don't know why Donald Trump came to mind there, but, but he did. But he thought he was untouchable. That was a wee random one. I don't know. His, his, face, his face just kind of came in front of me in, uh, in his mask. Uh, even when these threats raced against them, they remained faithful to God. So how does this apply to you today? How does, this apply, how does it apply to me? Because I think when we share these stories, it's important that we look at the kind of practical theology side of things. What does this mean to me on a Monday? What does this mean to me during the week? What does it mean to me in my home situation, my work situation, in the community? What does it mean in new beginnings? What does it mean in the coffee house? What does this mean for me? Because we go through trials of various kinds. You may be going through the fire at the moment. Sometimes I've gone through the fire and nobody would ever know it because I've got this smile on my face and it actually conceals and masks the real fire that's going on inside. I wasn't using mask as a metaphor there, but you know what I mean. And the world tries to get us to live by its standards. The world's tried to get these boys to live by its standards. And Satan is always seeking to test and to try us. And the Bible tells us in Peter that we're tested by fire. It's as if we're going through fire. So we get, when we go through fiery trials, I'll tell you what, if you're not going through a fiery trial today, thank the Lord and rejoice in it because you know what? You might be going through it tomorrow. You might be going through it tomorrow. So rejoice in your situation today. But remember to be true to God. Tommy and I were talking through the week about how often in our circumstances 
we feel the evil ones. That's true, isn't it? If we're being honest, that's our humanity. How often in our circumstances we feel the evil ones, well, evil evil will never win, but we still kind of feel that at times. And even in these times when you feel like that, it's important to be true to the living God. God will never let you down, even in these circumstances. And they made the right choice, and it's important for us to make the right choice. Don't let difficult circumstances impact so negatively on your faith that you can't function. It's so easy for that to happen. It immobilizes us. We're being tested with a pandemic at the moment. We don't want to speak about it, but we need to. This resurgence of the pandemic. We, we never thought it would happen to us. I never thought it would happen to us. This was something I thought, this would be impossible with our modern-day medicine and our modern-day technology. This wouldn't happen to us. It's happened to us. It's important to trust God. He will not fail you. Brothers and sisters in Zoom, he will not fail you. Brothers and sisters in the congregation, he will not fail you. One of Graham's favorite texts, and I always like it when he says it, Galatians 6 and 9 says, let us not grow weary in doing what is right. Don't grow weary in doing what is right. Sometimes we get weary. In these times of testing, don't grow weary in doing what is right. Blessed is the one who remains says steadfast, James says. Blessed are you if you remain steadfast. But we must make the right choices and stick to them even when life is difficult. Second point, this is not as long. They place themselves in God's hand. Verse 16 to 18, if you're looking at it, you don't need to, I'll just share it. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego said to the king, O Nebuchadnezzar, whatever you do, our God whom we serve is able to deliver us from the burning, fiery furnace. And he will deliver us out of your hand. But if not, this is a big one, but if not, be it known to you, O king, that we will not serve your gods or worship the golden image that you have set up. They had a faith in action. They didn't just know God, but they actively serve God. The God whom we serve, is able to deliver us. They already knew they would be thrown into the fire. But they had such a strong faith in God. And in response to them, the king taunted, and who is this God who will deliver you from me? Who did he think he was? Who did he think he was? Who does the world think it is coming up against their true and loving God? And even if God didn't choose to deliver them, they would still be faithful to him. Sometimes we feel in our circuit, Lord, where are you? Sometimes we feel that in our circumstances, Lord, where are you? Lord, I don't feel as if you're delivering me. These young men said, Lord, if this doesn't happen, King Nebuchadnezzar, 
we will still be true and faithful to the living God. What a faith. That's where we need to be, brothers and sisters. So how, how do I relate this to my life? Well, remember to place yourself in God's hands. Just as Shadrach and Meshach and Abednego did in full faith, they gave their lives to God's, and to God's hands during their fiery trial. And so should we, because God is more than able to care for us as well. We need to have an active faith. A servant spirit and a servant heart. When we're in the coffee house, when we're in the church, when we're dealing with outsiders, it's important that they see that we've got a servant spirit and a servant heart as we represent God to others. We're ambassadors of the living God, brothers and sisters. Ambassadors. Even through these difficult times, we need to serve with a song in our heart and a smile on our face. I love that in the coffee house. I love when people come in and I'm just able to have a wee smile with them and uh, share a word. And to get this feeling that you've got a servant heart. That's so important. A servant heart for each other and a servant heart for others. Hebrews says in 13 and 6, a confession of faith, the Lord is my helper. I will not fear. What can man do to me? Whether God delivers us from, delivers us from our trial or not that we're going through at the moment or we have to come, we know that God will still take care of us, care of us and bless us in the situation and give us strength to get through it. The third point, God was with them in their trials. God was with them in their trials. Things get even worse for them. In Daniel 3, 19 to 23, if you're reading it, we, read, uh, we learned that the, the king was furious. The furnace was so hot, it actually killed the men that put them in the furnace. Things were really bad, but God didn't leave them on their own. God never leaves us on our own. It's important we grasp that. Sometimes we feel that we've been left on our own. God never leaves you on your own. King Nebuchadnezzar was astonished. He said to his counselors, did we not cast three men into this fire? They answered and said, that's true, king. But I see four men walking unbound in the midst of the fire. They're not hurt. And the appearance of the fourth is like the son of God's. Who was the fourth man? Good question, isn't it? Who was the fourth man? Some think it was Jesus before he came to earth. An appearance. Some think it was an angel of God because the sons of God are often uh, commented on or regarded as angels. But whoever it was, it was God. God was with them in that fiery furnace. God didn't let them go through it alone, but he was right there with them in the fiery furnace. How do I relate that to my personal and family situation?
It's important to remember that God will walk with us through the fire which we're in. He says in Hebrews, I will never leave you or forsake you. He said that a few times in the Old Testament as well. He said it to Joshua. Isaiah 43 says, 22 says, I will be with you. When you walk through the fire, you'll not be burned. Amazing, isn't it? When you walk through the fire, you'll not be burned and the flames will not consume you. Sometimes we feel as though we're going to be consumed. Things are so bad for us. We feel we're going to be consumed. God will not allow Satan to consume you. Hang on to that promise. And sometimes I've struggled to hang on to that promise. And that's why I'm saying it's important for us to hang on to the promise. The last point. Finally, God showed his power to deliver them from harm. And he showed his love and compassion through them. So we saw his love and compassion through these boys. And he showed them his power to deliver them from harm. We've already seen that the fire didn't kill them. They're walking around the furnace. Verse 26 goes on to say, Then Nebuchadnezzar came near to the door of the burning fiery furnace. He declared, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, servants of the Most High God. Notice what he said. Servants of the Most High God, come out and come here. The fire had no power over them, tells us in verse 27. Their hair wasn't singed, their clothes weren't burned, and they didn't even smell of smoke. Unbelievable, isn't it? God not only delivered them, he glorified his name through them. When you go through your fiery trial and you still stand, and it might be something that you can help someone else with, God can glorify himself, and he does, through our situations and how we deal with them. And Nebuchadnezzar said, Blessed, Blessed be the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego who has sent his angel and delivered his servants who trusted him and set aside the king's command and yielded their bodies rather than serve and worship any God except their own God. And at the end, they actually promoted Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. The king promoted them. Now, don't try that in your job. You know, don't, don't go against the boss who wants to kill you uh, just to go for a promotion. It, it's, you know, no, it'll not necessarily quite work like that. Don't go for that. If you're sitting at home thinking that'll do me, don't go for that. I think this was a unique one. So finally, remember that God will continue to show his love and compassion in your trials. Just as he came through for Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, he'll come through for you and for me. Like them, we don't know how he'll do it. Through a miracle or giving us strength to endure and overcome in the midst of our fiery trials. But God is faithful and he'll come through for you in your personal circumstances. God will come through for new beginnings as a church. God is faithful, Corinthians says, 10 and 13. 
God is faithful. He'll not let you be tested beyond your ability. But with the testing, he'll also provide a way of escape. You're not put into a corner that you can't get out of so that you'll be able to endure it. When you go through difficult trials and circumstances, remember that God is with you. I'll just be, I think, maybe five minutes, if that's okay, Graham, with these extra ones. Uh, I hope you folks at Zoom and Zoom at home aren't kind of too fed up. Uh, but just to recap the points, the first one was they were true to the living God. The second one was that they placed themselves in God's hands. And the third one was that God was with them in their trials. And the fourth one was that God showed his power to, to deliver them from harm. And he showed his love and compassion through them. All these things can apply to us and do apply to us in our personal circumstances and our family circumstances in relation to the community and the new beginnings. Just some, some brief thoughts. And the first thought I had, uh, just some kind of random ones that came to mind. Hurt and pain. Hurt and pain are difficult things to deal with. And there is no doubt that King Nebuchadnezzar wanted to inflict hurt and pain and death on these three young men. When you follow God, you're supposed to have life abundant and free, aren't you? It's just supposed to be wonderful. You're supposed to have life abundant and free. So what happens when you find yourself in the midst of a situation that you didn't create, a pandemic, a situation that you didn't create, a family situation that you didn't create, a situation in the community that you didn't create, but it's still a situation that could affect you and hurt you deeply, particularly the... Uh, 40 or 50,000 people who have died with all the, the amount of loved ones that they have and folk that are suffered badly during this pandemic. It's important in these situations to trust God completely and place yourself in his hand. It needs to be, if, if you're not feeling that way, you need to work at a change of mindset. Romans 12, 1 and 2 says, Be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. That's where Satan attacks us, in the mind. Trust God. Even when we don't see things going our way and place yourself in his hand. Secondly, I wish I could say I've not smelt like smoke when I've been walking through the fire. I wish I could say that. Just like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they never smelled the smoke. They weren't singed. Not a hair in their head was burned. You might try to use an air freshener to camouflage the smoke. I'm a great one for air fresheners. You, 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 know, you know these ones that uh, when you spray them, it, it doesn't land in the ground. It's a kind of mist. You know that Aldi sell them for 99 pence. And I'm a great one for air fresheners. I, I'll kind of walk about and I, you know, I could use half an air freshener just, and, and our house is as clean as anything, Margaret. <laughs> uh, but I walk about with these air fresheners, I'm terrible. 
I've, we've always got about eight or ten. If Margaret would say, Sandy, there's more air fresheners. I say, I know I bought another two or three at Aldi's, you know, just stock them up. And and I've done that all my life. I've got I've got always wee things that are fads. I used to be poly pockets. I would buy 500 poly pockets, you know, or I would I would I would buy pens. I've always got a pen in my pocket. See if you need a pen, just ask me. I've not only got one, I've got two. Sometimes I've got four pens in my pocket. And I'm no OCD, I don't think, but I've got all these things, you know, air fresheners and do you know these these new these uh no these phone chargers? That's my big one at the moment. I've got a thing about phone chargers. So I've got about 10 phone chargers in the house. I go and buy these iPhone chargers and I get into home bargains and pick them up for two fit. You know, you know what I'm saying? I'm trying to think something else I had. Aye, but you know what it's like. I had a thing about combs as well. I used to have about 10 combs. And I've hardly got any hair to use them. But I've always got a wee a wee thing that I need I need to be doing. And you know, at the moment I'm into the air freshener one. And I love it when it doesn't actually mark the carpet, you know, it's one of these sprays. But an air freshener can only mask things, can't they? It don't always take it away, it masks things. And I've often smelled the smoke. And do you know why I've smelled the smoke? Because I've allowed situations or bad decisions to cling to me. I've allowed fear to overwhelm me. And sometimes I've even allowed bitterness to overtake me. And hurt to hold me back. I've needed to trust God and ask him to cleanse me and to thank him for his love and compassion and forgiveness, knowing he'll continue to be with me even when I mess things up. I think I've taken too long, or maybe... I'll take two or three minutes if that's okay, Graham. Friends at home, I know you're sitting laughing at me. Uh, and uh, I, would, I would be doing that as well if I was listening to me. <laughs> when Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego walked through the fiery furnace, God didn't just protect them. He got in the furnace with them. That's a big one. He got in the furnace with them. He was right beside them. He walked with them. Untied. They faced the fire together. And new beginnings and in the coffee house. We need to move forward together. Listen, these three boys could have gone against each other. The one could have blamed the other two. And the other two could have blamed the one. But you know what? They stuck together. And why did they do it? Because they worshipped the true and loving God. And as we as, we as a church come together... And these difficult circumstances, as we operate next door in our coffee house, it's important that we're united together, to move forward together, to support each other, to be patient. Nancy was sharing that last week. It's important we're patient with each other. I've got a wee laugh to myself, you know, when Nancy shared it. Uh, no offence, dear sister, but... You know, it's quite, it's quite funny, you know. Nancy says, we, we all need to be patient with each other. 
Uh, she just she's just so oozing with patience. It's a blessing. Patience is a blessing. Especially in, in these difficult times when we're restricted, we're divided, but we're not beaten. We don't know what tomorrow holds, especially with the pandemic. But be assured, whatever our situation at home, at work, in our shops, and social situations, God will be right there with us. We need to be careful and wise. We shouldn't be careless. We shouldn't be silly. We need to be careful and wise, but we should not live in a spirit of fear, brothers and sisters. Instead of asking God to remove us from the fire, start looking for Jesus with us in the fire. Let's change your mindset. Whether God delivers you from the fire or not, Instead of just asking for relief, start looking for Jesus in your fire. Saints and new beginnings in Zoom and in the church here were called to be the body of Christ, the hands and the feet of Jesus. When you see someone walking through the fire, they'll see Jesus with them when you choose to be the hands and feet of Jesus. That might apply to somebody coming into the coffee house. It might apply to a family member. It might apply to somebody they just meet. But they'll see the hands and feet of Jesus when you apply that. And you're willing to step into the fire with them if need be. That's why we have to be together in our community, in our church family, in new beginnings, in the coffee house and other parts of the ministry. But know this, if you're in the fire right now, Jesus is right there with you. Amen. Amen. I'm just looking at my watch and I'll need to rebuke myself. I'll never, I'll never speak so long again. I must apologize to everybody in Zoom. God bless you all. Father, we just thank you for this time together. We thank you for these lessons that we've learned. Father, may we continue to trust you. May we continue in every single situation we're in, Father, to bring you into the midst of it. And you will willingly come and be with us and care for us and be compassionate and look after us and deliver us. In Jesus' name, amen. Yeah.